There's actually a, a now a debate going on amongst lawyers and constitutional legal foundations here in Canada about whether or not the courts are even legitimate. So this might sound a little interesting, but we're getting to the point now where you see the common law tradition is not a constitutional tradition. So they sort of superimpose this constitution on top of the common law tradition. Um, document notwithstanding, it's been sort of a mess. We sort of have this, we are really an English parliamentary system. And they tried to superimpose this American-inspired classical liberal constitution on top of it. And it's caused a little bit of a crisis in how the courts function. Because beginning in 1982, they were given certain judicial powers over uh, natural rights of citizens that they never had before. So you can imagine there's been some court stacking and so on and so forth. Well, now it gets to the point where you try to go to court. Uh, you try to go to court to fight the coronavirus measures. And like with any scientific or whatever case has been, I mean, there's been cases like this in Canada, but regular vaccines and all that sort of stuff. Environmental things, you know, did the government harm a native reserve or something with oil or something? I mean, there's a million different reasons uh, why you go to court and you actually have to present your evidence to the judge. Problem is, is now the lawyers are saying the courts in Canada themselves, they're not even legitimate, meaning they're illegally operating. That's what that means. And why is that? Because if you go to court and the court has already adopted the coronavirus measures, that means the court is already openly acting in a bias against your argument. Think about it. It'd be like if you were going to a court to argue a pro-life case and... Uh, you know, the judge had one of those stupid pink hats on from the Women's March and a Planned Parenthood button on her, on her, on her robe. It would, you know, it'd be an obvious, well, we're throwing this case out, please and thank you, or we're putting another judge in because you're obviously an idiot. You're obviously, bi you're obviously biased. You obviously don't give a dang about the judicial process. But now we're in a position where, and even just in order to go to court, the fact that you're on a Zoom court session... Or you got to sit behind plexiglass. You're sitting in an open affront to bias and neutrality. Or the recognition of bias and neutrality, I should say. Because you're living in a COVID, in, in, a, in a predetermined COVID decision. So the point being is, and, and there'll be work to do there. Um, there has been one case in Canada where... The judge said, at least with regards to vaccination, it's a matter of privacy. So there's that ang angle. That's fine. But the point is, you know, activism, the courts are gone. You know, you could win certain things. You never know. You have to keep trying. The reason why you have to keep trying, as difficult as it is for people to think about the stamina needed, one of the reasons why you have to keep trying is because even in good times, you have to try the same court case seven different ways sometimes uh, because it will... It will depend on the, the opinion made by the judge, appeals, different angles. We see this with pro-life. I mean, you know, a lot of people have been very cynical about the courts. I mean, and especially my fellow traditional Catholics. I love me some trads, but I hate me some trads. <laughs> I'm kind of half kidding here, but I'm half serious. The reason being, you know, obviously it's very easy to get very negative as a traditional Catholic because you basically are like the redheaded stepchild of the Catholic Church and you're used to being used and abused and called illegitimate and some sort of bastard child for the last 60 years if you've been alive that long. I get it. I get it. 
But the system is what it is, and you got to keep trying. You can't just call everyone who tries to do something through the courts. You can't just call them a neocon and a boomer. Because we've seen what happens when you just keep pushing. Sometimes a crack in the dam breaks. Sometimes you end up getting a heartbeat law. And then if you have your way and there's judicial precedent and you get a five to four vote where three of the judges were appointed by Donald Trump, by the way, replacing ones that would not have voted in the right direction, most likely, except for Scalia, I bet. Well, you end up getting a decision through the democratic system, which is very flawed, but very conscientious individuals did what they could to make it work in their favor. And that's all you can hope for. If you're at war and you didn't get to make the rules of war and you've just inherited them, then all you can do is keep marching forward. That's it. If you have to go guerrilla warfare, it is what it is. So what does that mean for the courts? Well, in some places in the states, you're very blessed. You have some good courts. But if you live in a certain, certain states, you don't. In Canada, the courts are basically compromised. There was a, a man who, a, a Protestant pastor of one of those mega churches, they do them in like airplane hangars or something, in uh, the Toronto area. <clears throat> and he had a, um, an actual court date. I believe it was around Christmas time. And it was about, you know, he had this church that was the size you could fit like 6,000 people. And the rule was that you could have 30% up to 150 people. And he's like, I could have 1,000 people in here and still be at only 15%. Uh, and, you know, the judge said, your constitutional rights are being ignored but the pandemic is more serious. <laughs> That's what was said. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to get many, uh, you know, it depends on the judge. And it's an appeal. And yeah, you got to keep pushing. I'm just saying, though, in the meantime, it's going to be a long time before you get something worthwhile in certain places. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, I know you don't want to hear it, but you got to go old school democracy. What does that mean? It means you got to do things like you got to have rallies. It means you got to do things like protesting. Protesting works. It's, it's in some ways activists turn it into the most lame, cringe women's march. You know, you know the deal. It can be a total farce. It can be a, a total excuse for rioting. It's actually amazing, though, to think about how many anti-lockdown protests, et cetera, have taken place and how little violence there's actually been. It's actually astonishing. It shows you the type of people who are advocating for their rights. They're just good people. They're just sane people. The Marxists, when they go have a protest, they burn your city down. They burn your church down. The common sense Canadians and Americans... When they have a protest, they just don't want you to stick stuff in their kids. They just don't want you to treat their kids like little prisoners. They want to be able to make a living for their family. 
Pretty simple stuff. Pretty simple, commonsensical stuff. So, people of goodwill, they need to do the grassroots initiatives. And you do have to actually focus on votes. It can't just be community involvement. Because in some places, the democratic process is so corrupted. And I know this from when I used to, the town that I used to live in, or that I still live in, excuse me. <clears throat> Even trying to talk to City Hall about how the high school students could use the available sports fields to practice for their sport when they were supposed to have that right under an agreement with the city and the school board. That took me two years to work that out. Two years. It took two years of negotiations. In the meantime, I had to find alternative places to practice. Uh, I had to go to battle with the city. I had to find the mayor's personal phone number. Uh, I had to send multiple emails. I had to have multiple meetings with administration. All of this was in a town of 30,000 people. And even at that level, and it's not always the case, just in my case, the government was so corrupted. And I, I, I shouldn't say just corrupted. <clears throat> I guess it's corrupted in a sense. I don't think they were intentionally evil, but it was just, it was bureaucracy. It was, well, this is the policy that we made three years ago at some meeting that we have every four years and blah, 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 this department, this department, this department, that department, this is just the way it is. I finally ended up getting my way. I really did. <laughs> I really got my way. Uh, and the mayor was so ticked off with me personally that he had to tell my principal that you are not to talk to the city anymore. You can just use the damn fields. <laughs> it worked. Now, I was motivated about that issue. It took a lot of energy, and it sucked a lot of life out of me. Like, it, there were times where I thought, I'm just going to stop coaching this bloody rugby program because the, the city doesn't want it. The school doesn't want it. But I cared about the kids, and now you can't even coach if you're not vaccinated, so screw them. Those poor kids, they're going to miss out on one of the best coaches they've ever had. I don't mean that because I'm some sort of excellent coach. I mean that because uh, I actually cared about them more than I cared about myself because that's what a coach is supposed to do anyway. Breaks my heart to know that that's, that's over because of bureaucracy, but it is what it is. A lot of things have ended. A lot of people have suffered a lot more than I have over the last 19 months. 